This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Eve. Hello, you sexy, lovely lot. Um, it's Chloe here, Chloe Veach, me, moi, myself, and I on Bangin. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Um, on this episode, it's a bit of a different one. So I've just been shagging, and this was the most convenient studio I could find. I'm joking, I'm lying. Um, I'm actually here on my own in a different studio because it's 40 degree heat in the UK today. I don't know what Fahrenheit that is for the Americans that are listening and wherever you are in the world, but in the UK, it's extremely hot. It doesn't go past 12 here. So 40, I'm actually feeling like I'm going to die. And this was the only place that had aircon. So to keep myself alive and breathing whilst feeding you incredible content, this was the only solution. So guys, for the rest of the episode, we are going to be recapping, we, me, I am going to be recapping on every single episode we have got so far the whole six of them, because you guys have been asking me questions and you want some advice on certain topics we've previously spoken about. So I'm just going to recap, wiggle, wiggle, rewind. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. So on episode one with Nicole, we're going to have a little recap and we're going to go through what we've previously spoken about and I'm going to elaborate more on my personal stories. So me and Nicole were talking about sex toys on the first episode and one thing that springs to mind when I think back to that, that I didn't elaborate on, purely for the purpose of it's the first episode. I don't want to dive too deep into it. I don't want people to think I'm a massive slag. Being tied up. That's the first thing that pops to mind. Because I remember in one of my previous relationships, 
he was really sexually driven by kinky stuff. And being a woman who wasn't that experienced in the bedroom, I think I was at 19 at the time, um, going on 20. Actually, I might have been 20. He was very like, I want to tie you up. I want to do this and do that. And I want to film it and put it on a tripod. We never got to that point. But I felt a little bit intimidated. I was like, right, okay, so what do I do? So I was laying on the bed and he had these like black straps. So these straps to strap me to the bed were under the mattress and he put, it on, put them on my arms and he put them on my legs and I was laying there and he started like touching me in certain areas and I got really ticklish, like really, really ticklish. And it got to the point where I felt that obliged to just continue of whatever he was doing because I was like, he's a, he's a little bit older than me and like I want to impress and I kind of pushed myself through that giggling and that laughter I'm sure it wasn't sexy and I'm sure that he put me in the boys group chat in the day after but basically what I'm getting at here is guys if you find yourself in an uncomfortable situation that you just don't think you want to do just say it just say listen I'm all up for the kinky stuff but I just don't feel like tying me up is going to be very sexy because I'm just not that gal do you know what I mean even now sometimes I'm like you can put a finger on my ass just don't put your fist in do you know what I mean <laughs> So, episode two. So, <laughs> let's recap there. Episode two was with the lovely Georgia, and we were talking about losing virginities. And Georgia told us, "Ah, oh, she told she told us the famous story about her having sex with someone and not knowing where to put her hands." So she literally sat there and just like waved her hands in the air, like woohoo, and. I've never been in that situation before where I've just put my hands in the air and done it. But, I mean, I'm not knocking the girl. Um, but, yeah, it takes me back to my virginity story when I was a kid. Um, I wasn't a kid, sorry, let me rephrase that. <laughs> when I was younger, if that makes it sound any better. <laughs> so I lost my virginity and this is my virginity story. Bearing in mind, right... Ever since I was a little girl, I've always watched films like Cinderella Story and all the other Disney films. And I'm like, when I lose my virginity, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to wait until prom. I'm going to be in this ball gown and he's going to penetrate me and make love to me. <laughs> and it's just going to be amazing, right? No one fucking tells you your cherry pops, for one. No one tells you that an orgasm for the first time feels like you're going to push yourself. So this is my virginity story. Message this guy who was in, in the same um, college as me. He comes to my house. Obviously, my mum and dad are out. I've scheduled it. I've scheduled the arrangement for when... Fucking hell, it sounds like I've got a sugar daddy. The arrangement. Scheduled him coming round and he knocked on the door. He walked in. I didn't know what the fuck to do. So I've walked into the kitchen and I've gone, do you want a drink of water? And he said, No. I took it out my own way to down a pint of water. Not good before sex, just, just putting it out there because there's a lot of rumbling, okay? Walked him upstairs, not to my bedroom because it was a shithole, to my mum and dad's bedroom, okay? <laughs> so I've walked him into my mum and dad's bedroom. First thing he notices is a picture of my mum and dad on the wall. And he says, 
He says, why have you got a picture of your mum and dad on the wall? And I thought, do I tell him it's my mum and dad's bedroom or do I just skip that part out and just continue being rattled by him? No, I, I did I did say to him, yeah, it's my mum and dad's bedroom. I'm sorry, my bedroom's having work done on it. I lied, okay? If he's, if he's listening, I lied. I just, my bedroom was an absolute shithole. So anyway, he lays me down on the bed and I knew nothing about sex or what to do. So I just laid there, kissed him, still fully clothed. And one thing led to another. He put it in, really fucking hurt. And I started bleeding everywhere. And I thought, great, I'm on my period. But I just had a period. So that was obviously the cherry popping. I just wasn't aware of it. Um, I said to him, stop one second, I just need to go to the toilet. So I went to the toilet, come back, laid down. And he continued. Now, this is where the funny part of the story comes in. So, he's got a good momentum going and I'm feeling, right, I quite like this. I pushed past the pain, the blood's not really that irritating anymore. And it felt like I was climaxing to something, like I was... I had this rush going through my body and I thought, what is that feeling? Am I going to piss myself? So I kind of just ignored it for a little bit and then it actually felt like I was going to piss myself. So I pushed him off me and said, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. And he started to panic. He was like, oh, I'm sorry if I hurt you. And I said, no, I'd, I think I need a wee. And he laughed because clearly he knew what that meant. He thought I was going to... He obviously knew I was just about to come, but I didn't. So anyway, I panicked pushed him off me, he started laughing. I thought, well, you're rude. And I thought, right, you can leave now. He still had the Johnny on when he got up and put his trousers on. And he said, right, okay, let's just sit on the bed and have a chat. No, I, I, wanted, him, I wanted him to leave. So I pretended my parents had come home. I looked out the window and was like, my mum and dad are back, my mum and dad are back. Quick, you've got to go, you need to make an escape. My dad is an absolute nutter and he will knock you right out. So he's ran in the back garden, jumped over the back fence, ran down the road. Johnny still on dick and he's chucked it outside the, the, the local corner shop. As, as he was passing my house, he could see my mum and dad had not turned up and he messaged me saying, you're a liar and actress, go the fuck out and completely blocked me. <sighs> yeah, it was fucking traumatic, guys. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, now I know. I have a question from the audience. <laughs> Go on then. Ask me a question. <laughs> Does it still feel like you're going to pee? Does it still like I feel... Um, kind of, yeah. I feel like when I'm having sex with someone and I'm just about to come, it does feel like that sensation. Because it's, it's almost like, oh. But then I don't know, was I going to come or was I going to squirt? I don't know. Because I've squirted before once or twice, and that's a similar sensation. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. 
And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. So, obviously, you guys know um, I mentioned on the previous episode with Tyler that I'm now single. I know, I'm still single. Um, It didn't work out. And basically, I downloaded a dating app called Raya. And I was on it for, like, 24 hours. And I was matching and matching and matching. And you only have 10 days to, like, reply and respond to make that match actually happen. Otherwise, they expire. Because they're built on making genuine connections. And you're only allowed, like, 10 swipes a day. I mean, boring. I didn't know. True story. I didn't know that on that app, if you screenshot the message or the person's profile picture and send it to your friend, it gives you a warning. So I'm sat in bed and there was this really good looking guy that come up that looked like one of my exes and I screenshotted it and sent it to Nicole and was like, oh my God, look at this salt. Instantly, boom, warning. You've got two more screenshots, otherwise you're getting booted off the app. And I'm like, whoa, why didn't you pre-warn me? Obviously, if there's a fit you, I'm going to send it to my friends in the group chat. Anyway, there's... um. Because obviously I do this podcast, I'm very self-conscious of very observant, sorry, very observant of of how I communicate now with men. Because I'm hearing other people's stories about their sex lives and their love lives. And I'm like, mine's just fucking boring. What what am I doing wrong? So I'm on this dating app. Um, Let me grab my phone. I'm on this dating app. And these guys are messaging me and I thought, right, let's have a look at some of these one-liners. So this guy thought it would be funny to message me three spider emojis and are you scared? Obviously, I didn't reply. Ollie, sorry. If you're listening, I am not messaging you back. And someone else called Jack messaged me saying, we got matching tattoos. Lol, it's meant to be. The laughing face. I'm sorry, where are these all coming from? What What's with, like, the classic, did it fall? I mean, did it hurt? Did what hurt when you fell from heaven? Like, I'm, just because I talk about sex on my podcast, don't judge me and think it's easy to get in my knickers. And then someone else messaged me saying, congrats, Chloe. Like, I'm sorry, hon, but congrats on what? Matching with you. Congrats with handshake emojis. Fuck off. But yeah, there's just so many weird messages and then someone slid in with, oh, well, that's funny. I said, what's funny? Literally, the first message she sent to me was, oh, well, that's funny with a laughing face. And I'm now thinking, right, what he's obviously accidentally matched with me. And he said, well, I'm just surprised. Ha ha. I've seen you here and there on TV shows. Just find it amusing we matched. How are you doing anyways? Yeah, I didn't reply. <laughs> I didn't reply. Oh, and 
I also spoke with Georgia. Um, obviously, I messaged Lewis Capaldi with a ball koozie and she messaged Roman Kemp with the ball koozie, which he see, by the way. He actually read her message and just didn't reply. She messaged me the next day and was like, I can't fucking believe I've done that. Anyway, Lewis Capaldi didn't even see mine. The audacity. And it popped up on my radar that Lewis Capaldi was in London visiting from Glasgow. I thought, this is the perfect opportunity to slide into his DMs. So I did. And I said, oh, I love calamari. I mean, who the fuck do I think I am? Slagging off all these guys that are sliding into my DMs and I'm messaging someone saying that. That's, ladies and gentlemen, why I'm still single. Episode three with Eden and Lloyd. I mean, I feel like those two have just got it fucking going. They're just so happy in their relationship that nothing's going to fucking break them. Hopefully they don't break up within the next six months, otherwise I'm going to sound like an idiot. So we spoke about oral and <laughs> Eden, when Lloyd goes down on her... We spoke about different signals. So, like, she would pull his left ear and then pull his right ear to, like, navigate him round the clitoris. And I felt like that was such a clever thing to do. Like, whoever come up with the navigation of the pussy is... Honestly, they need fucking... They need an investment. Could you imagine the sex toys they would come up with? It'd be fucking well orgasmic. So... It got me thinking about oral stories. I mean, I've never been the type of girl to be like, no, I don't like it, change position. I'll just kind of go along with it. But I've put a stop to that now. And if it takes me an hour to come, it takes me an hour to come. Sorry, I'm not boosting your fucking ego. Just so you think I'm a porn star in bed. The fake moans have gone, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and it's really fucking empowering as well. Like, I feel really empowered knowing that... I'm not faking my orgasms because everyone deserves to come. So, yeah, I um, I think this is very popular. I hope it is anyway. Otherwise, I'm going to look like a right weirdo. If there's any guys that are watching or listening, they're never going to want to go near me again. Again? Ever. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was away with this guy and we were staying in this hotel... And I'd just eaten a full tub of Pringles and I was I was really hungry and I went down on him and just tried to fucking deep fry his dick. Like a dickhead after eating a full box of Pringles and was just sick all over him. And it was because Pringles are so dry and they just fucking went everywhere and it was like really clumpy. It was horrible. Anyway, I thought if that isn't tragic enough, I've learnt my lesson, I'll never do it again. I was wrong. I done it again. And it was in my own bed, right, at home. Someone came round and I just went down on it. I went down on the dick and it went in. It was a fluke. Like, I just pushed myself, pushed the threshold and it went all the way down. I thought, fuck, oh my God, this is a silver lining. This is actually a life changer. Now I can say in my bio, I can deep throat. Okay, I was so gassed. And then I'd done it a second time. That moment was when I knew I'd fucked up. Listen, I can't deep throat, okay? And that, that, that proved me right. Because again, 
just had spag bowl and a bit of pineapple juice and it fucking went everywhere. All over my bed sheets, all over him. And he said, it's all right, carry on. Carry on, what? I'm not fucking sucking my sick off your dick. So I ran to the toilet, wiped up, cleaned up, brushed my teeth, then went back on the bed, jumped back on it and we just, we just ignored it and just carried on. But I feel like I would have addressed it a bit more. I should have addressed it a bit more. Yeah, I probably should have. But yeah, I just feel like girls and guys, when things like this happen in life, wipe it up and move on. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just gonna carry it around with you forever. I feel like I need to suck a few dicks now just to get over that traumatic experience. Imagine that. <laughs> Episode four with Demi Jones was by far one of my favourite episodes. Um, she's just a lovely human all round. If you haven't listened to it, go and listen to it because it is by far one of the funniest. Um, and go run it up and send me or just comment and, and subscribe. And rate, please, because I want to get in the, the top percenters. <laughs> if you guys get me in the top 10 podcasts, I'll show my minge. I'll show it. I'm not lying. If you guys like, rate, and subscribe to my YouTube, I will show my minge and my tits. How about that? <laughs> I'm not joking. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So yeah, episode four, Demi Jones, we were talking about booty calls and oh my God, I can't remember the last time I had a booty call, to be honest with you. Um, I've always been like dating people and seeing people and then just have like sex with them now and again in a car, in a shower, whatever. But I want to talk about anticlimactic sex because that's a big thing in today's society. You've got the Fifty Shades of Grey, you've got the 365 Days film and I think it needs to be spoken about because in those films... It looks like the shower sex is just insane. When in real life, you're slipping on the fucking shampoo, your face is being pushed up against the glass and you look like something cut of Star Wars. I hate it because I feel like, yes, I'm going to look like a porn star. My hair's going to be wet and sexy and my makeup's all dripping down my face. But when they try and put it in, it's impossible. And they're like, there's always that five minutes of awkwardness trying to put it in. And I'm just like, you're not hard enough. And they're like, no, I am. And I'm like, oh, okay. Try and put it in then, it just won't go in. But it's because I've realised that girls don't get wet in the shower. They just don't. So, yeah. Um, Anticlimax, number one, is that. Just end up looking like a drowned fucking rat mascara all underneath my eye and my eyelash half hanging off and my lipstick in my teeth and whatever and the second biggest anti-climax I would say I've ever had during like a one night stand or, or something is just spontaneous car sex 
I mean, who the fuck invented, like, gear sticks? If I was to, to design a car, right, I would be thinking, right, nothing in the middle of the passenger seat or the driver's seat because why the fuck do we need a gear stick when it's going to get in the way of them two having sex? Just put it on top of the dashboard, no? Or put it on the side of the door. You don't have to put it... Anyway, I've seen many videos of girls sitting on gear sticks, actually, so I take that back. But for the two people, for the two people that want to have sex, I just think, yeah, car sex is very um, anti-climax. Because, like, you, you can't fit. Like, the back of my car is very spacious. And it's an evoke. So it's the smallest of the range. And it's quite spacious. And we... I can never, ever, like... Sometimes I've just got to lay there and just pretend I'm enjoying it. But actually, he looks like a crab. One knee in the footwell, one arm around the arm seat, and looking like he's going to have a heart attack. <laughs> and then I feel all screwed up in the corner because my rolls are showing and I'm trying to, like, bend up like a pretzel and it just doesn't work. So, yeah, the second anti-climax would be car sex. I mean, talking of sex, because that's what we do on this podcast, if you haven't already realised. Um, episode five of Nathan was a very explosive episode. Because I remember... Right. I posted a video of a conversation topic that we had that I've always wanted to fucking know, and it's what do guys think about during sex? And he answered pressure points, angles, and noises. A part of me doesn't doesn't believe that he thinks about pressure points, angles, and noises. But that's just because I've had a lot of shit dicks in my time. They can't be thinking about that because it's just one way in, one way out, okay? But one thing that I didn't elaborate on was finishing myself off during sex. I mentioned that I finish myself off sometimes with the shower hose and just say, I'm going to go for a shower then just finish myself off in the shower. Um, Nathan was quite shocked at that because he was like, well, surely you should just say something during bed. And sometimes it's just awkward because... If you know they're not doing a good job, you don't want to upset them by saying, oh, I'm really sorry, but I didn't come, or not even that. Sometimes I say, yeah, I didn't come, just maybe next time. But sometimes I don't want to say, like, oh, yeah, you didn't make me come, but I really want to come, so I'm going to go make myself come. I just go, right, I just need to go for a shower. And I'll go in the shower and lock the door always, okay? Because could you imagine having sex with someone and then getting caught out in, in the fucking bathroom, finishing yourself off. That would end me. Oh, that would be so embarrassing. Could you imagine? Could you imagine just walking into the toilet and just seeing the person you've just had sex with finishing themselves off? I would want the ground to swallow me up. So, yeah, I've done that quite a lot, actually. Um... I've used Nicole's shower hose many fucking times. She just doesn't know about it. Never put it in. If I did, I would sanitise it afterwards. Um, but I've never done that. <laughs> the shower hose. Because her shower hose is really tiny. It's like a stick-thin one. 
And like sometimes I thought, should I just put it in? And then I, and then I could, but it's really sharp. And I, no. Could you imagine if she fucking walked in? <laughs> Could you imagine if she just walked in and I was just fucking myself with her shower hose? Oh, she'd be fuming. She'd have to get the asbestos out. <laughs> oh my god! So I, on the way here, I obviously was sweating my tits off in the car. And if anyone's watching on the visuals, I'm so uncomfortable right now because it's so hot. But I just love you guys, so I'll do anything just to talk to you. The episode with Tyler, I've just listened to. And we talk a lot. I talk a lot about rimming, okay? I didn't realise. Because you know when you're casually having a conversation with someone, you don't realise you're mentioning a certain something quite a lot. Like when someone has a conversation with you and they say like, like, oh yeah, that word, or like, like look at that window. Or yeah, she was like, like, sometimes that gets really annoying. So I, I kind of re-watch my previous episodes and look at the comments that you guys send in just in case I do anything that really gives you guys the ick like I've realised that I do that a lot so I'm going to try and stop doing that for you because it really fucking irritates me when I listen back to it maybe I'm just being self-critical but anyway yeah I've realised I fucking love talking about rimming so I'm going to elaborate a little bit more on that so I don't think there's any easy way on how to get into rimming someone. I think you just got to fucking take the plunge. Haven't you? You just got to take the plunge. You just go into it. You just say, right, I want to experiment a little bit. Lay down and just stick your tongue in. Sometimes it's just got to be done. <laughs> so basically, um, I got with this guy and he loved, loved it when I licked his ass. He, I'd, I'd never done it before. I was an arse-licking virgin. Yeah, I was laying down on his bed and we were having sex and whatever. And he said to me, have you ever licked anyone's ass?" And I was like, no, how would I do that? So instantly I went into the bathroom and Googled arse-licking on porn. And it was just so sexual. Like, they were just snogging the arsehole. And I thought, I can do that. I think I'm quite a good kisser. I'll just... Just go into it with more tongue. <laughs> so he's laying there and I've... I think you kind of battle with your mind a little bit when you're licking someone's bum because do you stick the tongue in? Do you not? Do you lick around it? Do you suck on the hairs? <laughs> do, you, do you play with it with your finger? Do you bite the arse cheek? Do you include the balls? Do the balls feel lonely in this scenario? I just... Yeah, I think it's just something you've got to just do. you just got to do it. And just fucking chuck yourself in. Just divulge in the anus. And that's what I'd done with him. And he loved it. And every time he had sex, he would say, do it again. Do that bum thing. <laughs> and I would find myself almost every time we would have sex, licking his ass more than sucking his dick. <laughs> and it's something I got used to. And I feel like because he was so into it, I automatically assumed that my other boyfriends would be. So when we ended and I would get into a new relationship, I would just go down on them and think that they're going to love it. And no, they don't. Not everyone likes it. Yeah, not everyone likes it. And I've, yeah, I'm just trying to save you guys some really awkward experiences with bum licking because maybe it's a conversation that I need to have with the guy from now on. 
maybe I should, but then how the fuck do you bring that up in conversation? Do you like it when I lick your bum? Would you be interested in me licking your bum? Like, is there a contract, you, an NDA? Like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I should, I'm just overcomplicated and I should just say, do you like me? Would you like me to lick your bum? I'm gonna be a Nathan. Look out for pressure points and angles and noises. And if they bite the pillow, <laughs> they're into it. <laughs> but never get them on all fours, ever. It's the most awkward situation I've ever put myself in. Asked a guy to bend over and he was on all fours. And he looked so fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> he looked so uncomfortable. And I just, I didn't know what to do. That It was already done, I couldn't undo it. So then I just had to continue. It was like a motting sensei. It's like, yeah, it was like that. But yeah, I should have just said to him, no, 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 lay down so you're comfy. Because I feel like with guys, if they're like a masculine man and you're doing that to them, they probably want to cover their head or their face because they might feel awkward if you can see them enjoying it. Do you know what I mean? It's like a pride or an ego thing. Like, I'm not enjoying her licking my bum. I'm fucking loving it. One of them situations. Because, yeah, the tips for you ladies is just to get them to lay down. Ask them if they've ever had it done. If it's a, if it's a strong no, don't try it. Because it could save you an embarrassment. Yeah, one thing me and Tyler spoke about, guys, on the episode. I sound like such a bitch. I sound like such a bitch. Because he asked me a question. Have you ever been in love? And I have. And he said, right, what do you do if someone tells you they love you? And I'm just like, well, I'd say it back. It's polite, isn't it? And Tyler's like, well, that's not normal. I didn't know that's not normal. See, one thing that I would love to know, right? Like, I wish I could just get into the minds of other women or other men because... I don't know if what I'm doing in my relationships or my dating experience is normal. Like, I might think what I'm doing is extremely normal and he might be thinking, this bitch is crazy. Why is she licking my ass the first time I'm meeting her? Like, I would love to just know other people's boundaries, but I mean, that's the beauty of getting, like, dating someone, isn't it? Like, finding out their boundaries and stuff. But yeah, I say I love you to every person I'm with. I have done anyway. That's extremely toxic. Maybe I need fucking counselling or therapy. <laughs> right, some listeners have sent in some DMs, okay? And I check all the DMs and so does my team. And basically what I've done is picked out something that I really want to elaborate on. I'm not the best and please don't take everything I say as gospel because I'm quite fucked up myself and I definitely need therapy. Um, advice on how to ask for what you want during sex. Now, let me just, for example, talk about I used to fake orgasms because I just felt uncomfortable with taking that long to come. And now I've stopped doing that. I'll lay down with a guy, I'll enjoy it, and the moans will be real. However, if it's just not going to happen, it's just not going to happen. And sometimes guys do say to me, when are you going to come? Have you come yet? And it's that instant pressure that I feel when a guy puts it on me like that. Like, hang on a second, I don't know. 
it's just not happened. I'm sorry, maybe it's not going to happen this time. Like, we'll try again tomorrow or in the next 10 minutes. So I feel like in that situation, if you're not going to come because you've been pounded for six hours straight and you're sore and you feel like your insides are going to fucking fall out, just say to him, I need a little bit of a break. Loved having sex with you, but my vagina needs a breather. And it works because I've done it. I've said to someone, oh my God, I've got instant thrush. Your dick has been fucking in and out me so many times. Give me a break. Because us women always put ourselves in a position where we feel guilty to say things like that because we don't want to come across as unattractive. Fuck that. Like, I'm attractive enough for you to put your dick in me, but I feel pressurised if I don't come. Nah, that's not fair. So yeah, that's one bit of advice that I would give you. My advice to anyone that wants to ask for something that they know feels good to them. Because like, we all know our bodies inside and out. And I know what feels good, depending on the dick size. Because I love doggy, but if it's too big, that's not fun. That's not happening, okay? Because it actually feels like it's going to cut me in half. Um, basically, if I'm having intercourse with someone and it's hurting my stomach or if I just feel like I'm going to get cramp, I just straight up say, can we change position? Like, can we just switch? Or... Do you want to bend me over? Straight faced. <laughs> Literally. Or like, for instance, I've been getting licked out before and this this guy just can't finger. So I'm just like, just don't finger me. Because it hurts. I'm not going to teach you on how to finger me because I don't know how you should finger me. Everyone's different. Some people have got it, some people haven't. But I don't care. As long as your tongue's all right, just... I just push the hand away. I'm like, no, don't do that. <laughs> just use your tongue instead. And I don't know if I can... I can't really give advice for guys. I mean, I can because I'm a girl and I know what I want and what some girls want. So I feel like if I was to give advice to guys in the bedroom, voice what's going on. I love a guy that's vocal. If a guy's pounding me and he's like I really like it when you arch your back more if I can I will or if I'm on top if I'm going really up and down up and down but you like the swaying motion tell me I really like the swaying motion so I think guys shouldn't be scared to be more vocal in sex because I actually find it really sexy when guys tell me what they like and what they don't it just shows that they're um comfortable with themselves and their body and their sexuality. Right, well, that's it. That is it. I've answered most of my own questions. <laughs> and I've tried to give as much as advice as I can. And I've tried to let you into me a little bit more to understand how my mind works and how my mind works in the bedroom. Um, I hope you haven't got bored of my voice because I've been speaking for quite a lot. But... I've absolutely loved it. And don't forget, guys, if you want to DM us your dilemmas or you want advice, the next time I have a celebrity guest on this podcast, and it's not just me on my own, like a loner, um, please email us at bangingwithchloev at gmail.com. And on the socials, it's bangingwithchloevpod. DM us any advice you want, any dilemmas that you have, and um, my sweaty ass will try and answer them with a celebrity guest. And guys, don't forget, I've offered full view of my minge if you rate this podcast as one of your top. So do it.
<laughs> I'm joking, I would never. But thank you guys for listening. Chloe, over and out. Bangin' with Chloe Veach is part of the Eve Podcast Network and a Forever Dog production. Executive producer, Tracy Soren. Development executive, Mariah Nicholas. Senior producer, Palama Kaufman. Producer, Ewan Newbigging Lister. Post-producer and theme song, Brian Hevron-Smith. Cover photo by Greg Bailey. Forever Dog Productions is Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm.